0: is reality, facts matter, and the truth will set you free. Uh, we are inching ever closer to a uh, very uh, important election, if not the most important one of our lifetime, at least. Uh, 2020 poses a lot of issues. Uh, people are riding in the streets, literally burning down cities. Uh, the the mudslinging is, is beyond anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, I've had these thoughts for a while, uh, but I was struck actually um, by something I remember from the 26 campaign, uh, 2016 campaign that um, started this conversation again. Um, In 2016, uh, Donald Trump went and spoke to NAACP. He went and spoke to minority groups all across this country. Um, And he asked one very simple question. Um, He said, you've been voting Democrat for the past 50 to 75 years, most of you for your entire lives and you have to ask yourself, has your life gotten any better? And if the answer is no or marginally, then vote for Trump. And his question was, what the hell do you have to lose? Um, And he would be correct. Um, There are lots and lots of people in this country that uh, have been disenfranchised. Um, There are entire generations of poor people um, in our urban areas that uh, have never not known what it's like to be on welfare. Um, Every young child in a lot of these urban areas uh, knows where the welfare office is. Uh, They know how to collect and spend food stamps, um, and they deal in it like a currency. And and I know that that sounds awful, and and it may even sound racist to some people, um, but it's not. It's just a reality. Um, And on this show, the truth will set you free, and unfortunately, that just happens to be the truth. Um, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to, to take that thought process um, and actually apply some logic to it, uh, which is part of the reason that I think you guys watch this show. It's, it's actually the only reason that I do it uh, because I do. I want to cut through all of the bullshit like a hot knife through butter and just show you the actual facts, the actual reality, and then allow you to make up your own mind. Um, And so we're going to do that again today, just like we always do. Um, So without further ado, I'm going to take you to my now world-famous PowerPoint presentation, and we're going to bring some truth to this discussion and then allow you to decide. So uh, today's episode is 2020 Victims and Captors, Democratic Stockholm Syndrome. For those of you who don't know what the Stockholm Syndrome is, um, it is... um, It's defined as uh, people that are captive uh, for long periods of time. They become accustomed to the way that they're treated. It becomes um, almost comfortable for them uh, because it's the only thing that they know. Um, And venturing away from it um, incites fear um, and sometimes rage um, and, and somebody that's trying to pull them away from it. Um, and, and we're going to prove that today. That I'm—I feel fairly confident that the Democratic Party has created a Stockholm syndrome type effect with their voting base, which is uh, primarily um, and majority uh, uh, African American, uh, Hispanic American, Asian American, uh, and and even socio economically social challenged uh, white Americans. And so we're going to walk through that. I'm going to show you some evidence today um, that will hopefully uh, at least plant the thought in your head and create a discussion uh, that will help you migrate away from um, electing your own captors uh, to continue to, uh, to hold you captive. So to lay the foundation for today's conversation, I I thought that this quote was very prudent. Um, The secret to being a top-notch con man is being able to know what the mark wants and how to make him think he's getting it. Um, And that's what the Democratic Party has done. If you think right now, Um, cities are on fire. Rioting is happening in multiple democratically held cities across this country. And you have to ask yourself the question, why aren't they doing anything about it? We heard today that the mayor of Portland is actually moving out of his condo as opposed to staying and fighting because He doesn't want to stop the rioting. He has no desire to stop the rioting because of Stockholm syndrome. You as democratic voters believe that if you just elect another democratic president, that it'll get better for you. And the reality is it never has. And we're going to prove that for you today. So the next thing I want to do is prepare a little history lesson, uh, because uh, some of you may be Democratic voters, and you may be thinking right now, Jason, you're, you're, a, you're a white ring, right-wing uh, white Republican. What, what do you possibly know about uh, Democrats and how they vote? Well, here's some reality for you. The 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, was voted into, um, into law uh, by 100% Republican support and only 23% of Democrat support. The 14th Amendment gave citizenship to freed slaves. 94% Republican, zero Democrat. Now, I know there's a 6% variable in there, and there were a couple of uh, fractured parties in their independence, if you will, the Whig Party and other components of our our government that uh, they didn't have a whole lot of voting power. So there's a 6% variable, but it was all Republican. The 15th Amendment, which gave the right to vote for all, was supported by 100% Republican support and zero Democratic support. I want you to wrap your mind around that. Regardless of what you think and regardless of what you're told, the Democratic Party did not want to support slavery, uh, to support the freed slaves or allow them to vote. So damn those pesky facts. Um, On this show, perception is reality and facts matter. Um, And the truth will set you free. So let's talk about facts for a minute. Uh, The fact that 150 years since all three of those amendments were ratified and 50 plus years since the 1964 Civil Rights Act was passed, blacks are still riding in the streets, literally as we speak. Uh, begging the government to eradicate racism um, and, and, and hoping to elect leaders. It's all going to make it go away, and it's all going to be better if you just vote for a Democrat. Well, the Democrat that's running for president has been in the government for 47 years. So I want to ask you, has it gotten any better? He was vice president for eight of those 47 years. Did it get any better? Well, no, it didn't, um, and we're going to prove that. It may have felt a little better because it was a little quieter, but it didn't get any better. So the fact that they're going to keep you uh, believing that there is this uh, faceless devil out there called racism uh, is, is what holds you in that in that Stockholm syndrome and keeps you continuing to vote Democrat, even though it's not getting you anywhere. So when did it start? Well, it looks like it split around 1964 when we passed the Civil Rights Act. Um, and it just never got any better from there. And here's going to be something interesting for you. So in 2016, you can see how I've got blocked off there, that uh, the majority by vast majority uh, of minorities, whether they were uh, Hispanic, black men, women didn't matter, continued to vote Democrat, although we did move some to the other side in this past election in 2016. The majority still hang on the Democratic side. Um, and they voted like crazy, but the Hillary didn't win and their lives didn't get any better. And so now they're back to telling you that the Republicans did it to you. Here's something you need to pay attention. What happened in 1964? Why did, uh, why was that such a pivotal moment in American history and for the Democratic Party? Well, in 1964 on the floor of the US Senate, Democrat held the longest filibuster in our nation's history, 75 days, all trying to prevent one thing and that's the passing of the Civil Rights Act. Now. Democrats, strongly held Democrats, will tell you that, oh, the Democratic Party back then is now the Republican Party of today. Again, trying to put a face on a devil that doesn't exist. They are the devil. They're just now telling you it's somebody else. We didn't actually do that. Well, I just showed you the facts that proved that they did. So let's go inside the numbers a little bit and create some more foundation. 8.7%. Uh, the Washington Post points out that in 1968, the median black household uh, was just 9.4% 9 9. of the wealth and the white household uh, was, uh, way, the, was only 9.4% of the average white household. By 2016, that ratio had fallen to 8.7. So it actually got worse. Um, the, the split actually got worse since 1968 to 2016. Well, You've been voting Democrat all that time. It should have gotten better, right? That's what they kept telling you, What didn't. 44.3%, that's the next one. So that's how much the median uh, net worth of black families fell from 2007 to 2013. I'll give you one guess who the president was and who the vice president was. It's Barack Obama, the only black hit president in American history and sleepy Joe Biden. Uh, reflecting the lingering damage of the great recession. Again, they told you Republicans killed it. It was all our fault. White families experience only a 26% loss of net worth. Double, you guys went double and you had a democratic black president and sleepy Joe Biden who's the defender of all things wonderful and, and rosy. $17,150, that's the next frame. Uh, that was the median net worth of the average black household in 2016. So when Barack Obama came out of office, the average median net worth of the black household was $17,150, which is below the poverty line, by the way. Um, The median net worth of white families was $171,000, nearly 10 times as much. Eight years of Barack Obama and Joe Biden and the income between white families and black families was tenfold difference. So what does all that mean? Well, it gets you this, right? And all of this that you've gone through, this is what your streets look like today. All of that Democratic voting, an African-American president, sleepy Joe Biden, this is where you are. So why does that have importance? Well, here you go. The city of Atlanta has been controlled by Democrats for 140 years. And if you notice that picture right there, those two gentlemen are standing on top of a CNN sign, which is located where? in Atlanta, Georgia. Baltimore has been held for all but eight years for 89 years. 89 years they've been held Democrat. Here's something interesting. Nancy Pelosi's father and eldest brother were mayors in Baltimore. Wrap your mind around that for a second. In Chicago, the Democrats, this is the third largest city in the country. Democrats have been in control since 1931. You wanna take any guess where the largest amount of people shot happens? In Chicago. Want to guess where the largest or the the strongest gun laws are? In Chicago. Detroit, since 1962, 39 years held by African-American Democrat mayors. Los Angeles, 13 of the past 15 mayors have been Democrats. They began to control in 1961. Philadelphia, since 1952. Seattle, until 1990. Check this out. Seattle, since 1990, uh, uh, or up until 1990 was held primarily by, uh, an independent and a, and a Republican, uh, the years before uh, the year before, uh, Seattle was named one of the best managed cities in the nation. Since then Democrats have run the city exclusively. So since 1990, Democrats have run that city. You may pull up some pictures of what's going on in Seattle right now. They're burning it to the damn ground. Uh, the for, the last mayor was, uh, the first gay mayor. Good for him. Uh, but he resigned after multiple allegations of child sex abuse. Then finally, there's New York. New York uh, basically ran itself into the ground. Giuliani came along, resurrected the city. It was the most peaceful and prosperous time in New York City's history. Everybody knows it. Um, and then the Democrats ran it for 20 years. Now they got De Blasio back in there, and he's run it right back into the ground again. Look at the city. Look what's happening on TV. That's De Blasio and Cuomo running your city and your state, and they've drove it into the ground. Pretty frightening. So the real question comes is, Jason, you can point out all bad facts, but what's the formula to getting it right? I mean, do you have to be white and have a good job? Well, no. So the Brookings Institute did a study and here's the secret formula. Um, They say that the people that do these three things have a 98% chance to stay out of poverty. One, get a high school diploma. Two, work full time. And three, wait until the age of 21 to get married and have, uh, or, or to get married before having a baby. Well, let's see how you did. So graduation rates uh, vary from state to state, race to race, but nationwide, this is the statistic as it stands today. Only 69% of African-Americans graduate high school. Only 73% of Hispanics do, comparable to 86% of whites. So if you are living in democratic cities and you're African-American, only 69% of you are actually graduating high school. You're being run by Democrats and only less than 70% of you are graduating from high school. That seems odd, right? Seems like they would have fixed that since that's what they keep telling you they're going to fix, but they haven't. So that's a big red X, they failed that one. Next, Um, these are the unemployment rates as they currently stand and some of it COVID induced and we understand that. As you can see in the top 15 uh, cities in this country that have the highest unemployment rates, 14 of those are democratically held cities. 14 out of the top 15 have the highest unemployment rate in the country. Blacks are at 17% of that. 17% of the uh, unemployment rate in those cities is African American. Want to guess how much white? Only 10%. So if these 14 cities have been run by Democrats, have Democratic mayors, Democratic governors, and Democratic senators in most cases, why haven't they fixed it? That's what they ran on. They've been telling you they're gonna do it. Well, we just saw a lot of them have been in control in some of these cities for 50, 60 years. Why hasn't they fixed it? Let's keep going. So that's a big old red X as well. All right, so since 1970, this one's really kind of frightening, so prepare yourself. Since 1970, um, out of wedlock birth rates soared. In 1965, which if you remember, is one year after the passing of the civil rights act. 24% of black infants and only 3.1% of white infants were born to single mothers. By the nineties, blacks drove up to 64%, whites up to 18%. So both sides grew, but still a massive disparity there. You wanna know what it is today? 72%, 72% of children born out of wedlock are African-American families. And the majority of African-Americans live in democratically held cities why haven't they fixed this problem? Now, they can't stop people from having children out of wedlock, but if they provide them economic security, a peaceful place, a place where they can graduate and get educated, that rate goes down. You just saw the numbers. When it happens, that rate goes down. So why haven't they fixed that problem? Failed again. So what happens when you have an overrun of uh, uh, children born out of wedlock? Well, you have children running the streets. You have uh, adoption rates or uh, 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 orphanages and, and things that are just completely overrun. So what do you do? Well, you have to you have to figure out a way to fix that problem. So what do they do? Well, they start killing them and, and there's just no way to put a nice face on it. So these are proportionate people killed by abortion. You can see that 43% of the people that are aborted are black. are are Hispanic, and only 12% are white. It should be terrifying to you at this point to know that 88% of abortions performed in this country are performed on minorities. Now, let's wrap our minds around something a little bit that gives that some support. So the top 12 states in this country uh, that have the largest amount of Planned Parenthood clinics in them, and there are 600 total Planned Parenthood clinics, 392 of them are in Democratic states. 65% of the Planned Parenthood clinics are held in Democratic states, and those are the numbers. That's how many clinics are in that state. Look at California, 114. Now, granted, it's a huge state. Look at some of those numbers and ask yourself, why are the abortion clinics so relevant in Democratic states? I don't think it's because they're trying to provide you free health care. It's population control. So... Look at this. These are. This is what's happening over the time. All this time you've been voting for Democrats. Wrap your mind around this. Detroit, Baltimore, New York City, LA. Is this a coincidence or a pattern? They all look relatively the same. It's almost as if I took the same picture and changed some of them to black and white and moved them from different angles. But they're all happening at different times. 1990, 2013, 1964, 1992, 1968. I mean, this is just, it's insane that you continue to vote over and over and over again for the leadership that gives you this result. Why wouldn't you change that vote? We don't know. So my final thoughts, uh, and I found this quote to be very relevant for this. So the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. If you ever saw the movie, uh, The Usual Suspects, that was uh, Verbal Kemp's a great line in that show. So my final thoughts, number one, you can't riot your way to equality. We, we've just seen pictures of rioting that happened from the early 60s all the way up until literally right now, happening at this very moment. Um, and there won't be equality tomorrow. All of the rioting will end on November the 3rd, regardless of who wins. I promise you, it'll go away and your lives will be exactly the same unless you change who you vote for. Number two, it's not that you vote, it's how you vote. So if you continue to vote those Democrats back into office, they're going to give you the exact same result. And number three, the truth will set you free. And what we just showed you was the truth. It was ugly. You didn't like it. I didn't like having to say it, but it's the truth, regardless of how you feel about it. So I hate to be the one that has to tell you those things. I'm sure you knew some of them but now you've seen the reality. So as Donald Trump said to you in 2016, what the hell do you have to lose? Vote fast and vote often. Who loves you, baby? Peace.